Christ, I start. We, I'm going to pray, and then we'll make sure we have a, a quorum. All right, let's pray as we start. Lord God, bless us, Lord. Thank you for your promised presence that your Holy Spirit has made us the temple of God. And Lord, you exhibit your glory in our midst. You, Lord, have chosen to use us to make your name known. What an awesome privilege for sinners, Lord. Thank you. We praise you that you have committed yourself and that in dying for us, you have declared, I will withhold no good thing from my people. We expect that, not because we deserve it, but because you have promised, because you are a God of unlimited mercy, that you would do us good this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So there's a quorum, Mr. Well, we need to elect a clerk. Steve Fultz. Okay. He's sitting. Okay. Is this Steve? Okay. Um, all right. I think by acclamation, we can elect Steve. Uh, Steve has looked over and declared that we have a quorum. Uh, just to say, um, we're going to invite questions, but this time in the way of cards that you'll find in the back, and there'll be a, a basket you can put your uh, questions uh, in, and also by email, questions at fortworthpca.org, questions at fortworthpca.org, so you can ask questions all week. Um, we just thought that would help us to be wiser when we uh, answer your questions and uh, answer them in as a group, many counselors is, is better than one of us shooting from the hip. So we'll do that. Now, uh, as we get started, I'm going to, uh, it's going to be in two basic pieces this morning. First is a look to the past and then what I'm calling a peek around the corner. Next week is more fully focused on the future, but we'll kind of have a look around uh, this week as we look forward to uh, our uh, look into the future next week. All right, we belong to Christ. That's where I want to start. We belong to the Lord Jesus. Always good to remind ourselves that we belong to the Lord Jesus Christ. You recall Paul's words in 1 Corinthians 6, you are not your own. You were bought with a price. What a precious price the blood of Christ that purchased us so that we belong to him. And even before the foundation of the world, Peter says, it was known that he would be our redeemer, that he would ransom us from his own blood. So I think it's encouraging to think before the foundation of the world, we already belonged to Christ. We've always belonged to Christ. We've always belonged to Christ in the counsel of God and so he will always do us good. This morning, we're going to rehearse some of God's amazing work in our church over the years. And I hope you'll take this rehearsal as a testimony of Christ's life in us. We can't give a perfect testimony. No church can. But it's wonderful to think this is what Christ has done in us. This is the testimony of God's spirit in you, the people of God. So I hope it'll be an encouragement as we 
uh, look at that. You may recall the prophet Samuel setting up that stone of testimony to God's work in Israel. And you remember he named the stone that funny name Ebenezer uh, that we all think is, what does that mean? But it means stone of help. And Samuel said, thus far has the Lord helped us. And of course, you remember the hymn, here I raise my Ebenezer, hither by thy help I'm come. And with this rehearsal, this testimony of God's work in our church, I'm in a sense raising an Ebenezer, saying, hither by Christ's help we have come. Thus far the Lord has helped us, as Samuel said. So, as we go back, I'd like to start in 2005. I got here in 2004, and there's a wonderful history of the church before that. But we're going to talk about our mission established in 2005, afresh, and then how that mission has played itself out in our church. And I hope this will prepare us as we look next week to how we want to move our mission into the future. Because we're not here to say, hey, we've got a whole brand new mission, whole new direction as a church. But we want to see this is what God's done in this mission, under the banner of this mission. And there are the ways we're going to tighten down that mission even more in the future. And focus on some particular things that we feel like are gaps in our mission for next week. So if you're a member of the church in 2005, you heard it, uh, initial presentation Uh, One night when we all came together, our mission statement that you see in the bulletin every week, nurturing a joy for loving God and loving people by believing, proclaiming, and living out the good news of Jesus Christ. Now, the rest of you who weren't here have heard that talked about in the new members class, right? And so, in short, I'll just say nurturing a joy for loving God and loving people. And... I certainly wanted this to shape what we did as a church and to shape our direction, but really I wanted it to be our atmosphere as a church, you know, our identity as a church, joyful love abounding because of the powerful good news of Christ. See, that, it's not just a direction, that's an ethos, joyful love abounding because of the wonderful gospel of Jesus Christ. So, as I said, next week we'll look to the future, but now to the past. How has he helped us fulfill this mission? Our, one of our strategic initiatives within this mission of nurturing a joyful, loving people was, at the time, fellowship. Okay? That was a major emphasis. That's when we began our small group ministry on Sunday nights. We decided to do two Sunday nights a week. We decided because child care was such a huge issue with small groups that we would provide child care on Sunday nights uh, so that parents would not have to worry about their, their children. And over the years, our children have received uh, much catechism instruction over the years and several communicant classes. There's been a lot of music and games and recreation, a lot of pizza uh, on Sunday nights, handed out by Ken Foltz in the main. Um, these Sunday nights from the beginning, just to show our emphasis and how we underscored the importance of providing for the small groups uh, the, that included our pastors and their wives and Jacob and Carrie Tilton in the ministry to the children, heavily staffing, right, so that parents could enjoy the time with their kids. And, of course, 
We loved hanging out with your kids, too. That was so good. Of course, other small groups began to meet in homes on other nights. Now one meets on Sunday after worship, another in a home after worship. Uh, And we've got a lot more to say about fellowship. But that's just an initial uh, piece that was put into place uh, because we were seeking to nurture this joy for loving one another. Then another aspect of this joy of loving one another was mercy ministry. And we're so encouraged by how many members in our church have been involved over the years in so many various ministries in our community. And you all have exhibited uh, a wonderful joy in the way you've loved people in our community, Uh, from ministry to immigrant families through World Relief to volunteering and counseling at Pregnancy Lifeline and so many other things in between. There's so much we could say here. And here I want to uh, mention our deacons uh, because of the important place they, have, they play in, in any church, one deacon tra- our deacon training began to have a much greater focus on mercy ministry uh, from 2005 and on. Uh, early on, we were connected through Tarrant Net to several citywide or South Forth, Fort Worth efforts, such as Convoy of Hope. And then under the leadership of the deacons, a mercy committee was formed and met for several years. One of our deacons, in the wake of our training, became our first part-time mercy ministry coordinator, uh, Alan Vonderu, working hand-in-hand with the deacons on all mercy matters. And then later, one of our elders, Adrian Scott, served as our mercy ministry coordinator under the oversight of the deacons. So you can see that uh, this, this was a huge emphasis, even staffed for a while. We could do it at the time. Um, and this was all under the oversight of the deacons. The deacons launched our prison ministry, Reform Prison Ministries, that's presently headed by one of our deacons, Johnny Tassin. Uh, RPM has led our church every December to our Angel Tree Ministry. One of our former deacons, Rick Lenz, became head of PCA Disaster Relief for the Southwest area, continues in that role today. We supported him when he was a member here or a deacon here, and we continue to support him after they had to move away uh, across the Metroplex for family needs. And, of course, the deacons with Steve create and propose our budget every year, and this includes our support over the years of local mercy uh, outreaches like Hope Farm and Cornerstone and Pregnancy Lifeline, RUF ministries on many campuses, our presbytery, our denominational agencies, various missionaries and missions projects. The deacons oversee support throughout the year for needs inside and outside our church and encourage end-of-the-year gifts for our widows and for the retired PCA pastors and their wives. So we could go on and on about our deacons and what God has done through the leadership of our deacons. I'm thankful that recently we doubled the number of our deacons Uh, which is a really encouraging sign uh, that God is blessing us toward greater and greater mercy ministry. Then, as we think about mercy ministry, this combines with evangelism when we talk about Oakmont because one of our primary efforts has been our outreach to our elementary school just down the street. We conducted their Years of Good News Club We began our Kids Hope Mentoring Ministry. Those are two different things that we're involved in at uh, Oakmont. 
We even included a part-time staff position, first Lou Ann Mason and now Barbara Zansky for Kids Hope. Um, we held two summer missions projects. One was at Oakmont, one at the Fountain Apartments. And the last five years has seen the development of Super Wednesdays in our own building in which we minister to some 80 children, 90 this past Wednesday. Uh, we're running over. It's, 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 it's tremendous. We have a large staff of volunteers. Our own Candace Hilton has provided a structure for class instruction, written prayer material, and continues to write teaching material for Super Wednesdays. It's just encouraging to see the body come together to minister to these children that are right down the street from us. And then our good news team of young people, headed by Rebecca Tanner, presents the gospel to these children every Wednesday night. And stemming from that, our team spent weeks last year training a Congolese congregation in North Fort Worth in good news. Nice to know, huh? That we've got a group training Congolese church. And they're now presently training another Congolese church in our area. And right now the team not only is about to do Super, or is doing Super Wednesdays again, but it's doing a six-week presentation for our Kiwi kids and a Friday afternoon presentation at St. Stephen's Elementary and is headed this summer to Romania to train churches there. Nothing going on, really, with Good News Club. Uh, It's so encouraging. I've met these past uh, couple of uh, Fridays afternoons with the Good News group, and I'm just so encouraged by their passion to proclaim Christ and to minister to children in this way. Then, as we are thinking about nurturing a joy for loving little people, okay, in 2005, for the first time, you may know, we hired Kay Jordan as our first ever children's director. In the wake of her efforts, we began our first VBS. Uh, we began heart-to-heart celebrations near Valentine's with Stupid Cupid. Uh, the Jesus Birthday Party, other Advent uh, events, Kiwi, uh, Reformation Day, the Shadow Shepherd Program, a uh, special 5th and 6th grade class recently called GAP, and then also even more recently, the Clubhouse which is a class and ministry for special needs children. Uh, Jacob Tilton uh, began art camp in the summer for our kids, and he continues to plan and direct it every year. And, of course, we continue to care for our little ones under the direction of our nursery coordinator position, ably filled by Mary Bryan right now. But So just sometimes we don't think of the connections in these things, that the mission to nurture a joy for loving uh, people uh, means that we've got to love our children better. And, the, and we've committed to do that through hiring uh, a children's director. Then, in nurturing a joy, you might say, for loving young people, uh, more recently we went from a part-time to a full-time youth director when we hired Philip Maxwell. And this past June, we added our first full-time female intern when we hired Blythe Coker through the RYM Youth Intern Program. And under, yes, under Philip's leadership, a midweek high school ministry called The Fort was launched in the fall of 2017. And we've seen a great expansion in the number of youth participating in our ministry, forming a music team to lead The Fort on Wednesday nights. We're so grateful for the compassionate care and oversight and teaching that our youth have received and continue to receive from Philip and Christina Blythe 
and our incredible youth volunteers. But you see, trying to push out to hire a full-time youth director is another effort to try to nurture a joy uh, for loving people. And then young adults and couples. When I came in 2004, Brian Davis became our part-time youth director. And after five years, he left to begin RUF ministry at Purdue. But four years later, because of our numerical growth, because of our need to nurture a joy for loving young adults and young couples, we called Brian to be our assistant pastor and later associate. And when we sent Brian to be the planting pastor at Trinity, we continued our commitment to young adults and young families by immediately calling Ryan Moore, who had been the RUF minister at University of Alabama, uh, to continue that work to our young adults and uh, young uh, and, and couples. And it's been wonderful, of course, to see Ryan's ministry preaching and leading in Sunday school, morning men's Bible studies, leading and training for small groups, the fifth and grade gap ministry, and the young single fellowships that have made a huge impact on this part of our congregation. In addition to all this, of course, Ryan's and Ada's counseling and energetic hospitality, and I could go on uh, about the Moors as I could about the Maxwells. Um, But this, again, is our effort to love people and nurture a joy to love all parts of our congregation. And then maybe turning to nurturing a joy for loving God uh, to bring growth and development to our music and worship. In 2006, we hired Jacob Tilton as our first full-time music director. Uh, Of course, Jacob provides us wonderful integrated hymns and liturgies every week that engage the whole congregation. He writes and prepares the music for our music team, rehearses with them. He makes wide use of the musical gifts of our people in worship. And then, of course, under his leadership, Lessons and Carol became a, a beautiful interplay of readings and congregational hymns, adult and children's choir and instrumental music. Jacob plays a key role in our wonderful Good Friday Tenebrae service. We enjoy seven meditations on the death of Christ, interspersed with choir songs and congregational hymns. Already talked about Jacob's founding of our art camp. And we haven't yet found an instrument that Jacob can't play. I don't know. Still looking, you know. For We've gotten down to washboards and stuff like that. <clears throat> And to talk about our women, uh, the women, of course, contributed richly to the life of Fort Worth from Perez from its inception, not starting in 2005, of course, uh, like the Women's Weekly Bible Study. But under the banner of our mission, our women, for the first time, drew from the wisdom and advice of our denomination in forming an overall plan for women's ministry. And as a result, the women have developed a transparent and effective organizational structure, carefully defined areas of responsibility and clear lines of communication, especially in regard to what was before that we're so thankful for. Um, And they've multiplied the use of women's gifts in our body. I personally am astonished at the sacrifice, the diligence and compassion of our women as they serve one another and as they serve the body of Christ as a whole. 
And so under our mission to nurture a joy for loving others, our women continue to reach out to care for one another in wonderful ways to those who need encouragement, meals, rides to doctor's appointments, help with children. They have their salad suppers, summer study outreach, and their digging deeper series. They cared one they care for one another through the moms groups, women to women groups, women of wisdom, and our ladies divorce support group. Just on and on and on, you see the efforts of our women to care for one another. What a joy for loving one another the women uh, are displaying in our church. They continue to serve the church faithfully in their prayer ministry and, of course, providing wonderful hospitality for church events. Hard to say what they're not doing (laughs) when you think about the women in their ministry. And then for our men, we we had a men's committee uh, before we planted Trinity, but in the wake of planting Trinity, our ministry has uh, had a fresh liftoff under the leadership of Chris Jordan and our men's leadership team. Uh, now the men hold an annual, they continue to hold an annual men's retreat in the spring and beer and brats fellowship in the fall. Um, ladies, learn a few things. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> scattered, scattered between our fellowships at Fred's. Saturday morning breakfasts, guys with kids at Nick's while the ladies are on the retreat event. Uh, the occasional poker night in this past summer, a day at the ranch for uh, dads and kids at uh, the Cobbles place uh, down south. The men continue to encourage one another through many different small groups and support groups and through our six-week morning Bible study in the fall led by Ryan Moore. And the men are set to serve our widows and older members with needs around their houses through our Hearts and Hammers ministry. So we're encouraged at the burgeoning uh, ministry of the men. We're told by the denomination that uh, men's ministry is the hardest of all ministries. And if you know any of our men, you can understand why. No, I'm just kidding. And, of course, missions. We continued our summer missions projects. Uh, you might say nurturing a joy for loving outside people, which included a trip to India, two trips to Burkina Faso, multiple trips to Mexico and other places south. And as I said earlier, two missions projects right here in Fort Worth. Uh, our own Steve Fultz has continued all these years to coordinate and lead trip after trip. And his ministry as our missions projects uh, in our missions projects predates, of course, my arrival in 2004. Uh, Steve Fultz, along with uh, Jacob, play key roles along with the missions team in putting on every year our variety show, our silent auction, and past chief, chief, uh, sorry, chili cook-offs. And, of course, each missions team works so very hard to pull together our annual garage sale. These are just mentioning, barely mentioning things here. I have to mention, uh, after talking about Steve Fultz, the move when I came in 2004 to hire uh, Steve as uh, our first administrator and ministry coordinator. So we hired Steve, first ministry coordinator, Kay as first children's director, Jacob as music. You can see the, the desire to specialize and get these works done that are so critical to nurturing this joy. It would be hard to give an account of Steve's 
contributions every week and every year, serving as our clerk of session, coordinating and overseeing all the ministries of our church. And more specifically, Steve acts as the elder liaison to the missions committee, oversees the training and preparation and actually uh, actual carrying out of our missions projects, oversees our day-to-day finances, prepares our monthly annual finance reports, oversees most of our building repairs. This is all what you told me to write, right? Um, And improvements and meets with the deacons each month concerning these issues. Uh, Steve helps Ryan to oversee our small groups ministry. I could go on as I could with Jacob or Ryan or any anybody, uh, but our mission of nurturing a joy for loving God and loving people has been advanced in multiple, multiple ways through Steve's ministry. I'm saying all this so that you can see, okay, all these things have to do with that mission. They have to do with our effort to nurture this joy, to love one another and to love God. And of course, in order to multiply our efforts as a whole in making Christ known, by God's grace in 2005, we were able to plant Grace Community Presbyterian Church in North Fort Worth. Grace Community has its own property and building. Our own Fred Cobble was the architect for that building. Our own Elizabeth Hames, married to Scott Hames' son Jerry, serves as their musical director. So I love the interplay in these things with our sister church. And by God's mercies, uh, Grace is continuing its lively ministry and work for the gospel in North Fort Worth. In uh, 2011, we began planting Christ Church in Mansfield, though, as we recently informed you, Christ Church had to end its ministry as a church plant at the end of 2018. Still, many people have been richly equipped through the ministry of Christ Church to serve Christ ever more faithfully in the churches to which God has called them. And more recently, as you know, Summer of 2015, we sent 170 people, our associate pastor, and three ruling elders to plant Trinity Presbyterian Church, which by God's grace is thriving and seeking to reach the community. Now, in all of this, let me mention as well uh, the elders. You have to realize that practically everything I've set up to this point has to do in some way or another with the shepherding oversight of our session. It, the elders had the vision to hire Steve Fultz as ministry coordinator. They had the vision to create the positions of children director and musical director. They had the vision to wide our ministry scope by hiring Brian Davis and then later uh, to continue that in Ryan. And continuing their uh, ministry, they approved the part-time Kids Hope director, They had the vision to go from uh, part-time to full-time youth director and to hire a youth intern. You get the picture. I just want to tie this string, not as we've talked about everybody else in the church, that the elders' uh, concrete efforts uh, have been to nurture this joy for loving God and loving people. And our leaders are not perfect. Your pastor is not perfect. But I can, I've seen over the years how these men have shepherded our people with diligence and sacrifice and compassion. I've delighted in my friendship with the elders over these years. I've been thankful for their support, their kindness and encouragement. I've told many people many times that one of my favorite things I do is to meet with my elders. And uh, I'm thankful to be able to say that. And 
for that matter, other favorite things are meeting with the deacons and staff. (laughs) But I digress with all my fun things. So this is just a nutshell account of many of the ways God has blessed us in our mission of nurturing a joy for loving God and loving people these many years. Uh, I'm just reminding you of what God has enabled us to do. And I want us to rejoice in how this mission has worked itself out in the life of our church. And as I think of these 15 years almost that I've been here, I think of the things, uh, of these things I've mentioned, and I just take the greatest pleasure in what you have been as a church. Your worship, your joy in trial, your faithful service to God's people, your deep, active care for one another, your desire for Christ, your earnestness, your struggle to grow, your sacrifice, your passion. How many times have you been an example to me? That's the way it's mainly been as far as I see it. I just sit back and watch Jesus work among you. And I realize I only have a small part to play. I'm a participant, contributor, but I love observing, seeing it all happen because of God's grace. We all get to be a part of what Christ is doing. So now just a little peek around the corner. That's a hopefully as we look next week into the future, you can see that we're just continuing what we've been doing. You know, we're, we're tweaking, we're filling in some gaps, we're focusing on a couple of things that we think are, are missing in our, our mission so far. But we're not certainly changing directions in, in any way at all. Um, so we're going to ask next week, how can our mission be clearer and what are these holes in it? Now, um, I want to talk about, though, another transition Recently, I turned uh, 62, and more recently, I turned 67, Uh, (laughs) just so you know. (laughs) You're all like, wait a minute, I don't think, what's he pulling on us? But I always thought that when I reached the age of 70, it would be wise to step down as senior pastor of this church. That's 2021, October. Now, I've requested because uh, of that year that May 2021 be the date I step down, okay? And May's a good date because for a pastor who's moving here, summer's usually a good time for a family to transition and come to a new school uh, and a good time to move to a new church. Um, Now, at the end, I'm going to share more of Kay's in my heart, but let me just give you a few details about this. We plan to begin the pastor search then early enough in 2020, next year, so that hopefully God can provide us with our next senior pastor who can come to Fort Worth in the summer of 2021. Okay? That's the the basic plan that we have. Um, Then many immediately have this question, well, what about Ryan? And that is an excellent question. Uh, And the simple statement we've all agreed on is this. If the search committee desires, it certainly can request Ryan to submit his name for consideration. And in turn, if Ryan desires to accept the committee's request, he can submit his name. So that at least answers that initially 
uh, if you have those questions. Now, you may have many questions about the whole transition process, um, and please put them on your card and submit them, and we'll try to answer them as best we can. Uh, next week, maybe we can be shaped in part by your, your questions. But it is time, I think, to step down. It's not because I'm tired of the work. That would mean I'm tired of you. We love this joke where the one guy's, the two old people are sitting on the porch, and he says, I'm proud of you. I'm tired of you too, you know. <laughs> be tired of each other, right? Um, it's not because I'm burned out, no longer excited about ministering the gospel, because I, hopefully for all of us, our kingdom work becomes sweeter every year, right? We, we love to, you know, serve Jesus. Um, and just as important, I've, I do look forward to what God will give me to do after I step down as senior pastor. A lot of possibilities, Doing interim work for churches that are between pastors is a possibility. Uh, Maybe doing chaplaincy work in a hospital or serving on staff at another church or writing, counseling, teaching, preaching, and other opportunities. But we certainly covet your prayers uh, that God will be preparing us and opening our hearts for the things he has in store for us. I entitled this little section, The Bittersweet of Transition. And here Kay uh, helped me write some of this. Um, You know, many times you have such sweet experiences in the stages in your life that you almost want time to stand still, right? You want to savor it longer. You don't want to lose it. You don't want to move out of it. And sometimes there's this kind of bittersweet when you realize you won't have any more babies, you know, or you realize... I won't have any more preschoolers or when your last uh, child goes to college. You want to move to the next stage that's coming, but you really love the one you were in and you'll miss it. So particularly think about the final day of a child's 10th grade. Suddenly it hits you. I've got two years with this precious child I love. Now, this doesn't cause you, hopefully, to pull away and distance yourself from your son or daughter to make it less painful. And you don't want the leaving in two years to stand in the way of your present enjoyment of your child. It's really the opposite, isn't it? You want to mark and savor every precious moment. You want to pour into your child and glean from every precious moment. You want to imprint all the good you can into your child's life. You want uh, all that he or she Uh, can do to imprint itself on you. And you hope you can enrich each other in the special time you have together. And I'd say that's what we hope for uh, in our two years that we have left with you. We hope that we won't either one of us be thinking, well, let's pull back, but let's, let's go after it more than ever, you know, enjoy each other and enjoy what God can give us uh, in this. Um, And as we look to the future I'm really delighted with this opportunity to shepherd our church through these next two years. Uh, I expect God to do great things for us. I really do. And I hope you'll take this opportunity to walk with me and with the leadership of our church and trust our Lord Jesus together. Let's trust the one who Paul says is not only able to do all we could ask or think, not only able to do beyond all we ask or think, But he says he's able to do far beyond all that we could ask or think. That's what Paul wants to underscore for us. That's the God we serve. And that's what he wants to do in our midst. So 
Next week, we'll look to the future. How will nurturing a joy for loving God and loving people take shape in the next few years? And I think the plans that we're going to present are not only essential in our preparation for a new senior pastor, but I think and we think they're essential to the well-being and fruitfulness and very future of our church or any church for that matter. We think these are central matters for any church. And we want to see God do greater things in our midst in these things. So please be back, every one of you, next week as we look at that. It's an exciting time. It's an anxious time as well. But we thank God that Jesus Christ is the head of his church throughout history, all around the world. And he is head of this church as well. We are his body. He nourishes and cherishes us because we are his body. He rejoices over us to do us good. He will withhold no good from us. And so this time of of preparation and transition is just one more aspect of his goodness toward us. So let's embrace him and expect him to do these things. As Jeremiah says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. And the psalmist says, commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will act. Amen. Let's pray. Father, um, we thank you. I thank you for the patience of these brothers and sisters and Just, Lord, for the encouragement that we have that in all of our uh, failings and in all of our imperfections as a church, all of our struggles and difficulties as we've moved through, through so many things over the years, still, by your grace, Lord, we've seen you do such marvelous work in our midst. You take failing and weak instruments and you accomplish your work to glorify your name, to build up your people, to draw others to Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, for your grace in enabling us uh, to, uh, in many ways, nurture this joy for loving God and loving people. We thank you, Lord, for the central place that you've uh, caused us to place the gospel of Jesus Christ so that that gospel might energize us and and transform us and shape us uh, so that we would live out in the strength of that good news. And Lord, we we pray as we uh, look to the future in these next couple of years and beyond, and especially next week as we focus on the particular things uh, we want to lead the congregation in, that you would give us grace, give us focus, give us vision, give us courage, give us repentance, Uh, Lord, give us faith uh, that you have wonderful plans for your people and that you mean to use us as your temple, as your body, to glorify your name in this place. Oh, Lord, bless us. We are helpless apart from you. Oh, Lord, enable us to abide in you that we may produce much fruit for your glory. Amen. Okay. Do your, do your questions, do your questions, or you can do them by email. Again, it's questions at fortworthpca.org.